0: You are listening to Miller and Moulton exclusively on the Florida sports network. And now here's Mark Miller and David Moulton.
1: And it's that time again, where Pat Kerwin joins us. He of NFL Radio's moving the chains. He was just in Vegas all week and weekend working the super bowl with the good folks at CBS. Pat joins us once again, courtesy of pinchers, pinchers from Tampa to key West and all points in between pinchers where you can't fake fresh. So, uh, how tired of you? I'm, I mean, you got to be tired of talking, aren't you?
2: Yeah, I did sixty interviews. I told you guys on Friday. We wrapped it up with twelve on Friday to get to sixty. Yeah, my voice is a little shot, but that's part of it. You know, my, I hear guys tell me all the time how they lose their voice. I don't, so I don't want to jinx myself here. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was a productive week for me, and. It was really – I've been on the road for a couple weeks. I'm not going to be home long before we're at the Combine. So the events keep on rolling, David. They have figured out the 365 calendar.
0: Boy, have they ever. They've really got it down. Obviously, free agents, Combine, draft, all those things ahead. But we're looking back now at the Super Bowl. And, Pat, just, you know, your overall thoughts of the game itself.
2: Well – It depends on who you're with. Like, I'm with Cower at halftime. He thought this was a classic. He loved it. He loved the battle of defense. He loved the battle of, you know, turnovers and all the things that were going on. So he sees football through a defensive lens, and it was exciting to him, and me too. Um, And then the second half, it exploded, and we all saw what Mahomes did, over 200 yards passing, and and Bill said it at halftime, and I'm with him, they're not going to win unless Mahomes runs because he tried to run a little bit in the first quarter, and they were tackling him and sacking him. And, um, but they, they're just a, a force to be reckoned with. And I remember saying to Mark the other day, I'd love to take San Francisco, but I just can't bet against Mahomes. Most of us say those things, and, and he proved it once again. So to me, he is in a conversation with Brady now. He's not there yet, but he's on his way towards Brady, and he might end up being the best that ever played. He's that good.
1: Well, for what it's worth, he was asked that after the game, and he said, I think it's going to be difficult for me to ever be regarded as better than him. First off, he's at seven, and secondly, he beat us in a Super Bowl. So Mahomes even said, you know, if you guys are into this sort of thing, I think it may be difficult for me to ever pass him. But, Pat, we did have the hypothetical discussion last week. If you were drafting today, to assemble a team and you could draft any player in the history of the league, okay, with the way the game is played now, okay, would you in fact draft him first overall?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't think twice about it. His mobility, his accuracy, but mostly his tenacity. Like the bigger the moment, the bigger the guy. The guy embraces. The most He was down 10 points in all three Super Bowl wins. You guys have talked about these stats all day yesterday. It's never easy. It's always hard, and he always delivers. Now, the first half, because Donovan Smith looked like he didn't belong on the football field, was starting to look like the Tampa Bay Super Bowl, the uh-huh. Brady game. Yep. Uh, and they adjusted some things and got the ball out of his hand a lot faster. And basically, they survived with Donovan. So... I think some of the greatest quarterbacks have been able to hide bad linemen. Manning did it all the time. And Brady's done plenty of it. Not as much as Manning. Manning played sometimes with the worst tackles. But this guy can handle bad linemen, which is ridiculously important in a world like this. So they'll, they'll fix those things up. But I heard you guys talking a little bit. I'll just say this. I will use the dynasty word because they got the cap space to have a dynasty. They got almost 23 million in cap space and they can go right to the Mahomes deal, change that $35 million roster bonus into a signing bonus and have 50 million in cap space for this year. And then you can do it again next year. So they have the ability to keep hitting the bank of Mahomes to get all the space they need. So they'll get the money if they want it. I'm sure they want to re-sign LeJarious Need and I know they want to sign Chris Jones. And they can bring those guys back if if they want to. Now, Snead, I know they want to. Jones will be what the market's all about. But at his age, I'm starting to think about, "Mm, just tag him. But no, I think they'll do it. But they can, this is the beauty. That contract that they did with Mahomes is total genius. And nobody else will do it. So they never get any competitors to build Super Bowl teams and then be able to reload if they want to. They figured the whole thing out. And no one else has done that.
0: Where in your estimation did San Francisco go wrong? I mean, there are a lot of different things you can point at, and they made some mistakes. But is there the third quarter not running the ball, uh, just the, the goofy punt, where do you point your finger at where San Francisco made their biggest mistake, Pat?
2: The three runs and 11 passes in the third quarter, and we were all waiting for, for them to run more and they didn't want to, and that's a trait of Kyle. He's done that before. So that'll be on the list of things. Uh, The special team issues, I mean, you hit a guy in the heel, his Achilles heel with the ball. That happens, but that led to it. the only touchdown they got in regulation being Kansas City. So special teams, the blocked extra point, I mean, seriously, if they don't block that extra point, did all this happen? So I put that on the list, too. The blocked extra point, the punt problem that led to a one-play touchdown drive. But I'll tell you what I would never put on the list. I would never put on the list that Kyle Shanahan decided to take the ball in overtime. And I get 1,000 calls yesterday. Oh, uh, he should be fired for that. Think about it. There were no touchdown drives by Kansas City in regulation except the one-play touchdown off the punt. They forced, I think, five punts in the game. And they were settling – they're forcing Kansas City to settle for field goals. The last two drives, 12 and 11 plays each, field goals. So if you're those guys and you throw away the the, the punt problem, you've got to start thinking we're holding them to field goals. So I'll take the ball first with the chance to go third.
1: How – if you're John Lynch now and you're San Francisco, I mean – Listen, Purdy's good, okay? And the words coming out that Spags and some of the Chiefs coaches even are like, listen, he's better than you all think he is. That he, The reason we played all the man coverage that we played was because when we went zone, he was tearing us up, okay? So, you know, he's better than you guys think he is. But if you're San Francisco, Pat, you just played a Super Bowl where essentially your defense did not give up a touchdown in regulation. I mean, the one touchdown you referenced, that was because of the muffed punt. All right. The first nine Chiefs possessions were five punts, two turnovers, two field goals. Right. And you couldn't win the game. I mean, this, you know, the Chiefs are doing it with the superstar legendary quarterback. Lately, we've had the big time top eight in the league quarterback who's winning the Super Bowl. San Francisco's tried to do it the other way. Is
2: their approach wrong? No, what in my opinion, watching this, standing on the field most of the game, all I kept seeing is San Francisco receivers that could could not separate. Kittle has the toe; he looked like he couldn't do it. He just wanted to play, and but the other guys, Debo and, and Ayuk, especially Debo, they couldn't separate. So you better you know, the blueprint is out there to play the 49ers now. But not a lot of teams have the talent to go man and blitz. But you better get some receivers that know how to separate. And those guys, they didn't separate. They didn't even. And I thought McDuffie's play on the long pass down by the end. That was awesome by him. But what was it? He? he was right on the hip of the receiver to make the play. The more I watched the game, and I really started to hone in on, and I talked to Spags afterwards so I get some insight. I know him very well. But. The first down defense, they just ran four-man rush all the time against San Francisco and then were able to combo guys if they wanted to. Then when they got the third and long, they played spy a lot. They had a three-man rush in the second half with a double spy. And when Brock Purdy had no one – no one was open, so he had to take off, the double spy got him. So they complicated things. And then, of course, they always have their slot blitz package. So – I looked at it and said, this is what everyone has to do to beat San Francisco, but no one has these guys. Um, and they probably don't have a guy with the guts of specs. because he just keeps calling it. Think of what he's done. He won four games to get this Super Bowl, and he beat four of the top six offenses in scoring points. There was a high hard road to get here, and he beat them all. And he can play zone, by the way, and when he does... It looks like everyone else's own, and Purdy, to me, is a very good player. I would be looking to lock that guy up for 15 years. He's extremely accurate, but I'd be out getting a receiver or two that can separate. You look at Debo, he's a running back running routes.
0: How important is it for San Francisco to get a friendly deal with
2: Purdy? Um, Very important. Will they? I think he wants to stay there, he, he has, he's a very interesting guy, I spent some time with him on Monday, he's really just a down to earth, guided by his father's principles, uh, I, don't, I don't think he really wants to run off to the Vikings and all the other places people think they're going to go after him, I think they're going to deal with him, you know, they got, their situation is almost the opposite in the way of how their cap looks. They have a million dollars of cap space. Everyone's panicking. I wouldn't be. They have a bunch of guys with huge paragraph fives. And they can convert those to signing bonuses. When they want to go make space, they can do that. Now, the question is, and I'm not down on Debo, but Debo to me is, he's a three. He's not a one. You tell me who the number one receiver is. Is he a one way? You, you already said it, David. I heard you say it before. A number one in the NFL is a guy that you have to double cover. And they don't have to double cover anybody there.
1: Well, now I will say, nobody looks like a one going up against those two Chiefs corners. That that might be the best cornerback tandem in the league.
2: It might be. It is the best because he can play every coverage he wants to play. And a lot of guys can't do it. But so when you go into the draft, maybe that's what you should be thinking about. Every team across the board. Get enough corners that you can play a man. It's funny. Niners might be drafted.
1: <laughs> okay. The chiefs <laughs> chiefs might be drafted a receiver. Okay. The niners may beat him to it. One spot uh, ahead of them. He's Pat Kerwin NFL radio is moving the chains. It's three to seven weekdays. Uh, and he works uh, seven days a week because uh, weekends he's in New York working with CBS and the NFL Today Show. He was just in Vegas all week after being in Mobile for the Senior Bowl all week. Pat joins us courtesy of Pinchers. Pinchers from Tampa to Key West and all points in between. Pinchers where you can't fake fresh. We'll look ahead for the Niners and the Chiefs. We'll also look ahead between now and NFL free agency. Pat Kerwin, more with him on the other Side. Our poll question which one of these two teams is going to get back to the Super Bowl first, Chiefs or Niners? Vote accordingly. Thanks for listening.
0: You're listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network.
1: Our remaining moments with Pat Kerwin, who just got back from a week in Vegas after a week in Mobile, Senior Bowl, Super Bowl for Pat over the last couple weeks and before that he was on the road with the afc championship game pat joins us courtesy of pinchers stamping to key west all points in between pinchers where you can't fake fresh all right we think vegas is going to join la and sofi as like two of the five that are going to be in the permanent uh super bowl rotation how did the city hold up
2: city was great they're used to big events they the I talked to the mayor a couple of times, she she embraces the bigger the better for her. And while all this was going on, she had the time to tell the Oakland A's, why don't you just stay in Oakland? I mean, she was like working it both ways. Uh, they didn't like the site she had, and they had planned for the baseball team. So well, she can play offense, that one. She once said to me, on air, yeah, the Raiders are coming, this is before they were there. But we really like the Chargers. We'd like to see them, and they know the owners because the owners live in Vegas. Um, So she'll say anything, but she's got a a machine that works for things called the Super Bowl. They said the influx of people into the city was in the 300,000 range. And you can handle it. There's enough restaurants. The hotels are gigantic. Everything's first class, and people are gambling all day and night. It's funny. When I walked back to the uh, hotel after the game, uh, basically, and I'm looking at the crowd, it's a mob scene walking over the bridge. And I, I realized that about 40% of the people walking over were turning right into Mandalay Bay and gambling. <laughs> it was like, okay, we saw the game, it was great, now let's gamble. And, and the tables were all filled up and everything else. So the amount of things you can do there besides watch the game is gonna hold a lot of people and there's a lot of money to be made. CBS was getting 7 million for 30 second commercials.
0: It is incredible. I mean, I was out in Vegas for a Super Bowl. Obviously, that wasn't in Vegas, but the way that the the floor on the casinos fills immediately after the game because everybody's watching the game in the sports books, and then it's a mad dash to the craps table and the blackjack tables after the games. It is quite a sight to see. Uh, yeah. Pat, I'll ask you our poll question: Who makes it back to the Super Bowl first, Kansas City or San Francisco?
2: On Kansas City, I'm not betting against Mahomes, and uh, and and I'm not betting against bags. And Andy Reid is not retiring as of now. So the chemistry's there. The salary cap, which I talked about, they have space. Uh, I would say they're the ones coming back. Just, this Mahomes deal, when you push this guy, it's... And, and I am really offended by the people who think uh, Kyle Shanahan should leave. He, he's, he's exhausted his stay. That's such a dumb thing to say. Marv Levy lost four straight times. And he went to the Hall of Fame. So this nonsense, people are attacking Kyle Shanahan like, uh, yeah, yeah, it's time for him to go find another job. That's dumb. They wouldn't have gotten this far without him.
1: I was going to say four NFC title game appearances in five years, two Super Bowls. I think there's a few franchises that would sign up for that. It's just that losing this game is hard and uh, and people don't handle it well. Um mm-hmm. Is there one thing that somebody has told you about Mahomes that is something that we can't see?
2: Well, I'll I'll say a couple of things about him. I've talked to him plenty of times now, and I've talked to other guys on the staff about him. He really doesn't have an ego. He is really a team guy and he lives by team principles all the time. And he embraces his friendships with his players, his teammates. It's important to him. So, uh, He's had enough success that if he had that in his system to be a prima donna, he would have been one. He is not anything like that. He's very engaging. Jimmy Miller grabbed him on the field after the game, and he was talking to Jim for a while, just having a good time. And I find him intriguing. He had a lot of stress considering his off-the-field dad problem before the game, his brother issue. But he can isolate his football and keep that other stuff away from affecting him. So he's quite a remarkable human being that way. Uh, I, I think that's why he's gonna be great. He's not, he's never gonna turn himself into some prima donna. He's not gonna be talking philosophy. We you know a guy that's oh yeah, the just got new uniforms. I can't wait to talk about that real important issue. You know, Rogers has had a, a personality that gets to be a little ridiculous. But this guy's never gonna have that.
0: And, Pat, I mean, this offense is going to be better next year, don't you think?
2: Yeah. They uh, they found a running back. Uh, they got to go get two tackles. They, they're stuck, though, with Jawan Taylor. He's the contract. They're not going to be able to get out of that contract for another year or two. Um, they learned the hard way, which I love this. They thought they had to check release Kelsey and back in late November and into December. He was, like, blocking half the time. Once they figured out, let's get into the spread and let's, let's, let's get the ball out of your hand fast, they were able to handle that situation. But they, they need a left tackle. How many teams would love, how many players left tackles, if they ever become free, would love to be there? It's a guarantee you're getting postseason recognition every year. Can
1: the behind-the-scenes workings of the NFL, there is a lot of video that is out there, not just from Sunday but from the whole playoff run and really throughout the season. Essentially, Pat, people around the league are complaining that the Chiefs don't get called for holding, although they did during the regular season, and they didn't hardly at all in the playoffs. And if you think about who they played, that doesn't make any sense. To some degree it does because they call us penalties in the postseason. But I'm just wondering, Andy Reid is almost like the modern-day Shula in terms of they don't get called for a lot of stuff, all right? And I'm wondering, you know, a lot of video gets sent to the league by a lot of teams. Do you think that that is going to start to have any effect? Because there's a lot of playoff video out there, Pat, of defenders getting tackled by Chiefs linemen with nothing being done about it.
2: Yeah, I I, I see them. I saw the same things everyone says they see, but what I don't think they do is study the other teams. I watch every game every week. I have to. That's my job. And I have to get guys ready. And those kind of storylines come up all the time. But first off, look who they picked to run the Super Bowl, Vinovich and his all-star crew. Okay? He had these two teams, as you guys know, in the last Super Bowl. He is not, he, he averaged 10 penalty calls a game during the regular season most of the time, almost always double-digit calls. He had San Francisco in the regular season. He called 16 penalties in a game. 10 of them were against San Francisco. He got to this game. I was a little nervous because there were eight penalties at halftime and four penalties in the second half. Holding happens every day, and as an official said to me at the airport, I saw, you know, Bill, he's not going to he's not gonna throw a lot of flags. The NFL doesn't want a lot of flags, but if they, here's what I say, if you're going to cite Kansas City, which you can, you better cite the rest of them because all these guys that have mobile quarterbacks and these quarterbacks escape in eight different lanes, it forces and causes holding all the time. So will they do something about it? No. They won't do anything about it. And they're going to have to start thinking, well, um, is this a real Kansas City issue? Which is what the media likes to say. Or is this an issue that's going on around the league? I don't want them calling holding all the time. You guys want to have boring football? Bring it on. Offensive holding calls. When they say it could be called every play, that's the damn truth.
0: Well, there's no doubt. And I like that you bring up the fact that it's, you know, if you're going to cite the one side, you got to cite the other. Um, Pat, we got less than a minute. What's the biggest thing you're concerned with going forward right now?
2: So what the league rules will be. You know, there's this play, the push to, and I laugh at it because it ain't going to happen, but to bring back a kick return. They're not doing it, and I had to deal with that yesterday a couple of times, and they're studying the XFL. Forget all that. They got the NFL where they want. There were no returns during the Super Bowl. And do you think one person watching or at the stadium cared? They didn't. They've been programmed to not care anymore about kick returns. But we'll deal with all the rule stuff as we go into it. I get nervous now. David knows. It's the darn competition committee. What are they going to come up with?
1: Well, if you could just lock Rich McKay out of the room, everything will be fine. He's Pat Kerwin, NFL <laughs> Radio's Move of the Chain, CBS's NFL Today show. And he joined us once again courtesy of Pinchers.
0: Welcome back to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network.
1: 22 minutes until the top of the hour, our final segment along the network, and then the Diamond District Bonus Hour kicks in in a big way. Uh, There's some sports news that's taken place uh, during our show today. I mean, it's, it's not a big deal, but I think it's representative of something, Mark. And by the way, welcome back. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network. We just had Pat Kerwin on for a couple segments. Last hour, we had David Sampson on. If you ever missed any part of the show, go to floridasportsnetwork.com and download what it is that you missed. But uh, Jorge Soler signed with the San Francisco Giants this morning. Soler is a power-hitting outfielder. Not a high-average guy, but, uh, you know, with the Marlins last year, he hit 36 homers. Now, he didn't have a ton of RBIs because the Marlins struggled offensively. He didn't have a ton of guys on base. But Solaire, I mean, he asked for a Braves fan. He was huge in the playoffs when they won the World Series. You know, he's going to be 32 at the end of the month. And the Marlins, Mark, didn't put in a serious bid. He was making $13 million a year. He opted out of his contract because he could. He ended up signing a three year deal for 14 million per. And the Marlins didn't seriously pursue keeping him.
0: For a guy that had 30 jacks with him.
1: And And a team that
0: struggled offensively all year. I mean, they they didn't hit the ball.
1: And if you can't afford to keep guys making 13 and 14 million a year, I mean, you know.
0: In it's the division they're in, the division too, David. Right.
1: You know, it. it's interesting. I know the Rays have to make tough decisions, and when guys start getting to a certain amount of money, they usually unload them. But, man, I don't know. I, I know he's a little older than you'd wish, and you wish he'd be a little bit more of a contact guy. I don't know what to tell you. How many guys do the Marlins have with 36 home runs in the middle of the lineup? I mean, since Giancarlo Stanton, how many guys have the Marlins had who hit 36 homers in the middle of the lineup? I just, you know, that's that's the stuff that if you're a Marlins fan, you go, man, are we really going to be able to compete if we can't keep a guy who hits 36 homers a year for 14 million bucks? You know, we ain't talking. No, you
0: know, no, you're not. I mean, that's right. that's relatively cheap. Right. In Three fact, for it's 42. not even relatively cheap. It's really cheap for a 30-plus home run guy. There's no guarantees he's going to do that next no. year. But.
1: but, you know, man, oh, man, you're trying to compete. You've got the pitching, too. You've got the pitching that everybody's trying to take off your hands. You know, I know he's probably a little older than you wish. It's probably just a touch more than you want to pay. But, you know, how are you going to replace that? That's that's the type of stuff. You know, you made the playoffs last year. You're trying to compete. The, the National League is very mediocre. The National League's a lot like the NFC right now. I mean, it, it's not that good. I mean, for goodness sakes, a team that won 84 games went to the World Series. The year before that, a team that won 86 went to the World Series. I mean, that's the league you want to be in. Yeah, over 162 games, the Braves and the Dodgers will crush you in one week. You, they could be beaten in a week.
0: They've proven it,
1: right? You know the Dodgers, all the division titles, all the winning that they've done. Mark, in the last 12 years, how many World Series have the Dodgers won?
0: Hmm, one, David.
1: Yeah, and it was the pandemic year, by the way. All right, the Braves. And listen, I don't. It's the best organization in baseball. They, they've done an amazing job.
2: But, but hell, they one. just
1: had two teams that won 210 games over the last two years. How many World Series in the last two years did they win? That'd be zero. They won it the year before, actually, when they snuck in with 90. I mean, I just, I don't know. It's That's one of those things, you
0: know. Well, until, like, and until they, and I don't know if they'll ever change the playoff format, but right now the playoff format's not working for the top-seeded teams. It's not. Right. For whatever reason, maybe it's right. just dumb luck. Maybe it's the time off.
1: Now, if anything, you know, and oh, by the way, we mentioned this with David Sampson an hour and a half ago. You know why the A's and the Rays situation is maybe a lot more interesting than most think it is? It's holding up expansion. The commissioner said it last week. Commissioner said this A's situation is holding up our expansion plans. Well, That's, A, a ton of money that would then get dispersed around the league. And believe me, right now, a lot of these teams need it because of the whole Bally's regional deal going south. These teams actually need money. And secondly, with two extra teams, there's a chance for two extra playoff teams in each league. A lot of people are of the belief that if baseball goes to 32 teams, that then they'll go from six to eight, which does what, Mark? Generates more, more well, playoff it's, revenue. it's more
0: revenue, more teams in the playoff, more, more and, winning, and, and a new did, TV contract.
1: And uh, what did you just bring up? One of the problems is the top teams are not necessarily winning in the playoffs, and they're blaming the layoff, not playing in the first round, and then the series are too short. Uh, Well, if everybody's playing by the same rules, everybody, nobody's having any extra days off the series are, you know, that's the other thing that likely will come with expansion, which the Rays and the A's are holding up. So, all right, that just anyway, Marlins officially lost Jorge Soler this morning. He signed with the Giants.
0: Our poll question today is who will make it back to the Super Bowl first? Kansas City or San Francisco, with a lot of voting early, David, San Francisco getting just a mere 8% of the vote. Wow. People have learned, David, you do not bet against Patrick Mahomes.
1: Wow. They've made four of the last five NFC championship games. The NFC is clearly weaker than the AFC. And does anybody think that the Niners, I mean, who are you going to pick to win the NFC next year instead of San Francisco? Today, guys haven't been cut because of free agency, the whole deal. We got to wind this back. We'll do it all over again. Who are you picking if not the Niners?
0: I can't say it out loud. It. it I know the team that I'm... Trent, answer the question for Mark. Who's he picking? The Detroit Lions. <laughs> not the Dallas Cowboys. That's the other laugh yeah. just as hard at that one.
1: How about Green Bay? No, seriously. I'm, I'm just curious and because everybody's voting for the Chiefs, which is fine. And listen, you can w- argue it both ways. How many teams make three Super Bowls in a row? Which obviously the Chiefs would have to do to win that poll question. If it's next year, and let's face it, this is the NFL, we don't ever think more. Than a year. I voted for the Chiefs, but said neither of these teams will make the game next year. I don't think the Chiefs will go to three straight. And I know the Patriots did it 16, 17, 18 seasons. They did it. Okay. And Mark, we've detailed it. Okay. Outside of New England losing Super Bowl 17 to the Eagles and then winning the Super Bowl the next year, teams who lose in the Super Bowl, hell, they struggle to make the play. Look at the Eagles. Look at the Eagles, the losers in the Super Bowl last year. Look at what happened to them this year. Wild card, lost in the first round.
0: In That's fact, that. David, you're better at this, but didn't we go on like a 12-year run or 10-year run of teams that lost the Super Bowl not making the playoffs the next year? I mean, it was yes. an epidemic for yes. a decade.
1: Right. It's Forget making the Super Bowl. They weren't making the playoffs. the The Super Bowl hangover was more real for the loser than the
0: winner. Yeah, the winner was going back to the playoffs at least. The loser wasn't even making the postseason. So,
1: I mean, I'd much rather pick an NFC team to –
0: the conference isn't that good. Well, I think here's the problem with the way that – not that it's a problem, but the reason people want to go Chiefs is because, David, you talk about how the Niners have been to four out of five NFC championship games. Chiefs have been to five. Out of five. They've won three of them. Right.
1: No, they've been to six out of six, actually. So,
0: who's more likely to get to the Super Bowl between those two options? It's until the Chiefs prove they can't make it, they're going to be there. Hell, they've hosted most of them until this year.
1: The Chiefs are three and three in AFC championship games in that six year run. Or, no, they're four and two. They're four and two in those six. The Niners are two and two, and the four that they've been in in the five year period of time. For what it's worth, I don't think either team's going to make it back next year. I don't. I, the Chiefs had a lot of things go their way
0: in the playoffs. Okay? They had everything go their way in the playoffs.
1: And they, they re- I
0: mean, they really did. They ran into a depleted Miami defense. Uh, Buffalo was banged up, and they flat out beat Baltimore
1: the thing that i do really like about the chiefs though is you know outside of kelsey and 29 year old chris jones everybody all their key guys are young their offensive line is not they got to retool that on the fly they got it and chris jones and sneed their top corner are both unrestricted free agents they can only tag one so you know they're going to go back to the bank of Mahomes. And he's going to turn his salary into, you know, cold, hard cash. Mahomes is already on record as basically saying he's going to try to be Brady. He's going to try to keep renegotiating the deal for 15 years to try to keep as much of this gang together as he can.
0: And he's got enough side income going right now where he can get away with it.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Brady had Giselle. Patrick's got every single ad known to man.
1: I know if you thought Mahomes and Kelsey had a lot of endorsement deals before the Super Bowl, hell, they won. Now, I'll be curious how many of the Kelsey ads go away if Taylor dumps them. But, you know, I mean, how much of how much money is is he making because of her? Because she's raised his profile. I mean, even though he was one of the five greatest tight ends of all time and was going in the Hall of Fame before he started dating her, I mean, she's obviously raised his profile significantly. And now he appeals to a new demographic that he never – weren't even aware of him and, you know. So but I'm just curious if they break up. How many of the national endorsement deals go?
0: Uh, When can we get out of this? It depends on how he's depicted in the next album that she will write. (laughs) Uh,
1: By the way, I think they're engaged before training camp. All right. That could be a poll question also. So what happens in the next year? Chiefs return to the Super Bowl. Niners return to the Super Bowl. Uh, Travis and Taylor getting
0: engaged would Andy Reid be in the wedding party
1: <laughs> eh. listen who as long as Jason is there that's that have you seen the video that's emerged from them partying after the game
0: I've seen some yes
1: uh, oh my goodness as long as the older brother is there everyone else will show up
0: tell you what he's the best big brother ever not many big brothers would want to, would be able to handle the success of little brother and be right there for all of it and enjoy it, take it all going to Buffalo and doing that. I mean, come on. They're, they're, he just they're tight. had his season ended uh-huh. painfully. Yep. And Plus, went on this ride with little brother. And
1: little brother ended up being on the winning side in the Super Bowl against big brother. Yeah. No, I'll tell you what, with the way Jason's partying, if he comes back, he's actually going to have to really start working out to come back to the Eagles. I mean, we're talking about today's fat Tuesday. Uh, Jason Kelsey has been living since the Bucks eliminated the Eagles. Like every day is fat Tuesday.
0: And we've been enjoying the absolute hell out of it.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. So I think Jason Kelsey's coming to a TV screen near you next year.
0: Probably I, Thursday nights would be the most likely place for him.
1: Ooh, he hasn't met with them yet. All right. He's met with uh, ESPN and Fox. I mean, oh, He's meeting with them. Don't get me wrong. He's meeting with everybody. But so.
0: Will he get a raise?
1: I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he's taking a pay cut. Taking
0: a pay cut. Okay.
1: I think he is. I think he is. Come on. Because I I think, wasn't he making eight figures?
0: Was Was he making eight figures? figures? Okay.
1: All right. I'll look that up. I thought he was making around 10.
0: Well, if that's the case, he's taking a pay cut. I I didn't think his number was that high. But there's no doubt the networks are going to fight over him. And he... It'll be a pay cut, David, but it won't be much of a pay cut.
1: All right, technically his salary was a little over a million, but they gave him a $10 million signing bonus. So he put 11.3 in the bank last year.
0: It's a pay cut. It's a pay cut. The salary will be higher. There's just no bonuses to that level. Miller and Moulton along the network, thanks so much for listening. In the 239, Jason and Todd bringing the Diamond District Bonus Hour next.